Welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network, coming to you from the TeacherCast studios since 2011. Join us each week as we bring you the latest educational news, ed tech updates, and hottest interviews with today's most influential leaders in education. And now, for your host, Jeff Bradbury. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is TeacherCast podcast number 208. Today, we are going to be revisiting an amazing topic that we covered last year, the Conrad Challenge. It is that time where educators and amazing students are coming together to find a real-world problem and conquer it. My guest today is just an amazing educator who had two students last year that actually came to him and said, can you mentor us on this challenge? And we're going to find out the story that took them from idea to business model and eventually a trip to go see the Kennedy Space Center. You're not going to want to miss this episode. And other things you're not going to want to miss is an opportunity to bring audio and video podcasting into your classroom. We have a great location on our website, podcastingwithstudents.com. If you're looking to bring audio, video, and podcasting into your classroom, we've got some great lessons, ideas, equipment, everything that you want to know about bringing digital media into your classroom, check out podcastingwithstudents.com. And if you're an instructional technology coach out there or are interested in learning how to provide the best professional development to your teachers, head on over to askthetechcoach.com. Every single Monday, we drop our podcast called Ask the Tech Coach, where we really deep dive into the philosophy of professional development and the reasons why tech coaches do what they do. We've got a lot of great blogs, podcasts, and free templates that you as the instructional coach can use in your classroom with your teachers today. Check out all that great stuff over at askthetechcoach.com. Now, my guest today is an educator from the great state of Colorado. He is a chemist, a chemistry teacher, and recently he had two students come up to him and ask them to go on a life-changing quest. I want to bring on my guest today, Mr. Ryan Johnson. Ryan, how are you today? I'm great. It was a busy week, but glad to be kicking back and chatting with you about all the Conrad Challenge stuff. Oh, absolutely. And last year you had a chance to participate in the challenge. Talk to us a little bit about the Conrad Challenge. Many of us out here are learning about it for the first time. Tell us what the challenge is. It is an incredible opportunity as a, a science teacher, a scientist, and just a big science and space geek. Uh, it was a really a huge treat to uh, watch my students dig into this challenge. So the Conrad Challenge is uh, started by Nancy Conrad, who is the wife of the late uh, Apollo astronaut Pete Conrad, the third person, third human to on the moon. Um, he unfortunately died in a motorcycle accident in 1999. And uh, shortly after that, uh, Nancy Conrad, his widow, started the Conrad Foundation uh, as a way to support uh, high school students to get them into entrepreneurship of, of STEM fields. Uh, Nancy is actually from Colorado, like me, uh, and was a high school teacher in Denver. Uh, and so she has a background in education and is just really passionate about firing uh, kids and teenagers up to get into STEM fields and to explore global entrepreneurship. You know, I love the fact that the challenge really you know, inspires students for greatness and really pushes them to the limits, much like those Apollo astronauts. 
Absolutely. In fact, uh, that's exactly what I saw from my students. They were two former chemistry students of mine that I had had the year prior to last year. And they come up, came up to me out of nowhere um, in November and asked if I'd be willing to sponsor them and be their coach for this competition. I honestly had no idea anything about it um, and just agreed saying sure, because they were both rock stars that I'd really enjoyed having in class, had no idea what I was getting myself into. <laughs> and they took it and ran with it and blew me away the whole whole time. So how did they find out about the challenge? You know, they're both just really um, deep thinkers and always looking for literally a challenge. Uh, and I think Ethan, one of my the students that were on our team, um, ran across it because he was looking at scholarships. He was a junior last year as a senior this year. So I was already starting to think about scholarships for college and ways to uh, to have the most options for him for college and ran across the Comrade Challenge. Now, I know a lot of teachers out there might have students that are, you know, as you said, go-getters and they're interested in pursuing their own dreams, mostly in the STEM fields. As a, as a mentor to these students, as somebody who's working with them and putting this team together, what are some of the things that you needed to learn in order to support your students? You know, I think that the business side of things was the steepest learning curve. Um, a large part of the Conrad Challenge, in addition to exploring a STEM field um, and the entrepreneurship that comes with it, uh, is developing a business plan. Uh, so for my students, for instance, they developed a smartphone app. And in addition to having to reach out and connect with people in the computer business and in the app development field, they also had to develop a business plan to sell and pay pitch their app to potential investors. Um, as a, a scientist, I haven't really had a whole lot of experience with that. I've done some grant writing, but that's about it as far as business goes. So that was a steep learning curve that I had to learn a lot to help guide them and answer their questions. They did most of the learning on their own and would come to me with questions that forced me to do a lot of research for. So the Conrad Challenge, of course, is an annual event, and Correct. it's about for students between the ages of 13 through 18. You're putting them into teams of two to five students. Now, how many students did you say are were working in your group? Was it two or three? I had two last year. Uh, ironically, today, um, they came to me and said, hey, can we steal your classroom at lunch? And uh -oh. I said, turned around and there were 20 kids all in my classroom uh -oh. and all are preparing their application for this year's Conrad Challenge. So I may have to find some other teachers to join in <laughs> with the sponsorship for this year. Now, the challenge starts in the fall and, of course, it culminates in the springtime. Talk to right. us a little bit about the journey that your students went on. You said that they came up with an idea for an app and... Did they actually do the app themselves or was the idea for them to find somebody to build it? What was that whole business model and business plan that they decided to put together? Right. So there are multiple steps in the Conrad process. There's the business plan, uh, an investor pitch, and then culminates in the uh, the finalist round where you actually go to the Kennedy, Kennedy Space Center, get up on stage and pitch your idea to a panel of judges who are from different industries that would potentially invest money. Uh, so they connected with app developers uh, and the app was for analyzing um, beetle kill 
beetle. Uh, so pine beetle infestation is a big problem in Colorado, especially with increasing uh, changes in climate that are causing dryness and forest fires. Uh, so they also connected with folks in the forestry business and talked to folks from the Forest Service um, about the process that's already in place so they could figure out a way to improve it and tackle the problems that were presented. Um, along the way, they did develop a, a prototype of their app, um, wrote a business plan for how they would um, uh, in, get investors to pay for the app development as well as implementation of the app. Uh, so it's pretty impressive and very in-depth uh, in process. Now, was this the project that they came to you with or is this something that was the uh, end result of a major brainstorming session and a lot of pizza? No, so they came to me with this this uh, app idea, and honestly, I said, you know, I'm a chemist. Uh, maybe you should talk to the environmental science teacher. <laughs> and they said, no, 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 it's okay. We want you. We had a great experience in your classroom, and we just need some guidance along the way. So I agreed, and and we ran with it, and explored, and learned a lot together. What advice would you have for any teacher out there that? might be interested in getting involved in this? Is it one of those things that you can stick up on the wall and promote? Is it one of those things where uh, you just wait for a student to have that chutzpah and then you present it? Like, Talk to talk to the listeners out there about this from the point you of view. You know, of the I think that if you want to implement this in your school, and I highly recommend that you do because it forces such um, – some such growth and maturity within these students um, that you make it a club. I know I spoke to a lot of the other coaches and teachers at other schools uh, where this was either a regular club or it was a project that was tackled by like an aerospace club or some kind of um, science Olympiad or science team where this is the culminating event of their year, putting this together and competing in the challenge. Um, I think that that would probably be the most successful way to implement it. Um, I think that these students just happen to be extremely self-motivating, that they found it, sought it out, and brought it to me and asked for my guidance. Uh, without their motivation, I don't know that it, it would have happened otherwise. I think it really does require some, some motivation by the teacher and some know-how uh, by the teacher. I would assume that if you're going through this, like you have already said a few times, you can't do this alone. Your students need to be able to reach out to their local and, and global community for these, these real world problems. I got to right. ask, what was the breakdown of how much did they do in reaching out to these people and how much did you help them or nudge them or give them that, that guidance? I honestly did not do a lot. Um, as we got further in the process and they would run into roadblocks, say, you know, I really need to talk to someone in this field. I would give some suggestions, uh, do a little bit of research and point them in the right direction. And then they did all the, the groundwork. Um, I also connected with our business teacher at the school. As I mentioned, the business process and learning about business pitches was something that I didn't know a lot about. So I reached out to our business teacher um, and our FBLA um, a coach at the, the school and had them come in and provide some guidance and feedback, especially as they were developing their business plan and their pitch that they presented at the Kennedy Space Center. Um, and then other than just giving them resources, the students did all the work themselves, reached out, scheduled meetings, made phone calls and connected with uh, people in the community and across the, the globe. How was social media used in these communications? 
Social media was really instrumental in connecting with um, people that were further away, uh, people maybe not necessarily in the front range of Colorado, but connecting with people in app development. So sending out something with the hashtag Conrad challenge or sending out kind of an all call on Twitter um, to connect with people who were interested in what we were doing. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to generate a pretty decent Twitter following. So I've been able to network and connect with people from all sorts sorts of different facets of education and STEM. Uh, so it's been nice to be able to connect with people who were excited to see what my students were doing and, and willing to help out. Talking today to Ryan Johnson, an educator from Colorado who helped his students last year and this year, it looks like, with the Conrad Challenge. For more information, of course, you can find everything out over at conradchallenge.com. Now, Ryan, as you go through a year, would you say this is a sprint or is this really a marathon? I mean, it's only a few months of doing this, but there's a lot of work and there's a lot to get done here. It is most definitely a marathon. Uh, I had no idea what I was getting into when I agreed to, to coach these students. And then they started winning and then they kept winning and kept uh, going along through the process and was blown away when they told me that they had been selected as finalists and that we needed to come up with money to travel to the Kennedy Space Center. So. Wow. A lot of uh, support from the administration and uh, folks in my school district uh, that they helped me raise funds. So the kids ended up not having to pay for the trip at all. We were able to raise enough funds to send the three of us to the Kennedy Space Center for the week for the summit. And and it was really uh, I felt very fortunate to have that support from my administration. So, so let's 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 talk about that, because you've already said once that. When they approached you, you said, I'm a chemist. Why don't you talk to the environmental science guy? I'm sure, I'm sure there was a point in time where you said, I'm glad I said yes to this. And it was probably when you were standing under the spaceship at Kennedy. Absolutely. As I mentioned, I'm a, I'm a huge space nerd in addition to a chemist. And and I felt pretty, pretty spoiled by uh, what these kids had ultimately and grateful for what they had uh, brought to me as well. Um, I honestly figured we would put together a business plan, do our best and see what happened. And they blew me away with the product that they produced and then with progressing all the way to the finalist round. So t let, let us let's talk about that, because recently on the show, we've we've done a few episodes with the first Lego League, and we were talking on those episodes of how teachers are helping teams of four or five people create Lego robots and, and do competitions. This is similar, yes. uh, not, not to compare, but similar in the fact that you've got students who are motivated to create something that's never been created before. And now they're going up against other schools. Right. This is a global competition. When you when you do these competitions to go beyond the first couple of rounds, is that local? Is that virtual? Is there is it video? Like what is what do these things look like? The first couple rounds of this competition are almost entirely digital in that the students are sending a digital product, um, either videos or a digital presentation or a digital uh, plan, business plan that's written up. So there was a quite a bit of guidance and helping them develop this plan and uh, helping develop their, their video. Um, but other than that, it wasn't until we got to the Kennedy Space Center as finalists that there was any interaction with judges uh, other than through email. Um, and seeing that connection really blew me away. I, I have this this fantastic mental image in my mind of my students playing volleyball with some kids from Australia who were there as part of the challenge. Uh, and then there were folks from Malaysia and India and the UK and just all over the place and watching them 
kind of mesh and collaborate and be excited for each other. I wasn't sure what to expect as far as camaraderie or uh, of um, competition and the teamwork that the challenge engenders was phenomenal. We talk a lot here about authentic learning and with your students last year, it really was, you know, Hey, Mr. Johnson, I want to change the world. Would you help me? Right. And they, they are, that's, that's pretty awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. And the, the projects that were at the finalist round in, at the Kennedy Space Center were incredible. Everything from the better recycling tools to how to tackle the problems of teenage vape use um, to uh, uh, climate and environment changes like my students tackled. So it kind of ran the gamut of all sorts of real world problems that these kids were tackling. And now, of course, these students in their classes, I'm sure, are celebrities. <laughs> they, they're definitely celebrities. I think uh, some of my colleagues uh, are probably a little tired of me bragging on them and sending out all school emails talking about how the incredible things that they've done. <laughs> so what, what does the future hold? You, you said you've got 20 students who are interested. Um, yeah. If you were to go back in time and say, hey, last year know these things what do you wish you knew last year that you know now and are better prepared for the future you know i think just to take the process seriously from the beginning i honestly will admit that i didn't realize the depth or the breadth that this challenge would take uh, uh, throughout the six month or so process that we followed it through. Um, I didn't realize how amazing these students could develop this this business plan and truly produce a product that could be ready for market in in the world. Um, So I think that just being able to engage with your students and being ready to be blown away by what they can produce uh, is vital for success. So uh, other than the opportunity to spend a, a, a weekend, I guess it is, or maybe a few days in Florida with their favorite teacher, what, what, what is the outcome of this? Do, I mean, do, what, do they win prizes? Do they win cash? Do they win an opportunity scholarship? What, 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 what is the, what's the, the pinnacle here for this? Right. So as a finalist, it, it, kind of depends on the different categories. Uh, So there are several different categories that you can compete in. My students competed in the energy environment uh, category. There are also ones that uh, are competing for uh, the the smoke-free world. Uh, There's all sorts of different uh, categories that they can select depending on their interest. And the different categories also have different kinds of prizes because they are sponsored by different corporations and different groups. Um, But most finalists um, can qualify for, I think, up to $75,000 or so worth of scholarship opportunities at select universities. Uh, My students also won several internship opportunities, um, some cash prizes. Uh, They won (laughs) these incredible levitating uh, globes of the moon, which light up and I was really jealous of I kind of wish that I'd gotten one too. <laughs> so so did, did you have to raise money to bring all that stuff back to Colorado? That's, no, that's the Conrad awesome Foundation. Oh. Right. Yeah, the Conrad <laughs> Foundation just sent it. In fact, it showed up at the school one day, this heavy, probably 50 pound box, and I wasn't sure what it was and opened it up. And once I realized it, I was almost tempted to just keep them for myself. <laughs> that is awesome. I, I look, first of all, I mean, congratulations on a a few things. Congratulations on getting it started, getting it off the ground. Thank you. Um, 
that that and 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 getting to the finals with everything and and i would even say even bigger 20 students now want to take that trip right or is it 20 students want to have the opportunity to go to the kennedy space center with with their favorite teacher like how does all that work well you know most of them that showed up today i've had in classes before or i have this year there were a few that i didn't know that were just excited to to learn about it and and i totally was blown away because again this wasn't even my my grassroots effort it was the students from last year the two that came with me uh taylor and ethan that uh, trumped up this interest in these other students and said you know we're really excited so i made them a deal that if any of them make it uh, to the finals that all raised the funds to go a couple days early and go to Disney World as well. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Um, ConradChallenge.com is the place to go to find out all the information for this. If you are a teacher out there and you're interested in getting involved in this, learning about it, of course, this is TeacherCast podcast episode number 208. But on this blog post, we're going to have pictures and pictures of their trip. And we're also going to be giving you guys links to articles and their registration page. Everything that you need is over on TeacherCast.net. And you can just do a search for episode number 208. You know, Ryan, before I say goodbye and say thank you here, what what advice do you have for teachers that are out there that that maybe interested, but not quite interested, but, you know, kind of nervous. Talk to your teachers out there. Yeah. Uh, whether it is the Conrad challenge or another opportunity out there that you seek out for your students, uh, this was career changing for me. Watching these students go from two kind of bumbling nerdy kids that I had in my chemistry class to these incredible entrepreneurs who could stand up on stage with confidence and passion for this project that they had developed from the ground up. Um, it brought so much real world learning to them and to me um, that it was really powerful and impactful for these students and for me and how I approach problems with my students in class. Uh, I think being able to bring those connections in the community and in the STEM world at large uh, to your students, uh, connecting them with people that are working in fields from everything from computer science and artificial intelligence to the Forest Service and uh, field scientists that are on the ground working was really powerful for these students and I think can be powerful for every student uh, in everything from a freshman biology class to an upper level advanced placement or uh, IB class. So having those connections is powerful. Throughout your journey with your students, throughout the journey with this challenge, what do you think was that, that, that ultimate teachable moment that you had or they had that maybe gave you that aha? <laughs> Um, you know, I think that just realizing the power of, of problem-based learning and presenting students with something that maybe it seems out of reach for them or for you as a team, um, that they can rise to it. Uh, if you pre present them with a problem, even if it's daunting, and you give them support and encouragement that they can tackle just about anything you put in front of them. Um, I think that letting your kids rise to the challenge, um, even if you have to provide pushes and boosts here and there, is the key for um, powerful experiences within and without the classroom. Can you leave us with a memorable story of the event, of the trip, of the journey that you got there? Something that sticks in your mind that maybe as you get started with the next 20 kids, you're going to start off a lesson by saying, 
here's something that we did that might help you in the future? I think um, standing underneath a Saturn V rocket at the Kennedy Space Center, watching kids from all over the globe dancing to the song Rocket Ships <laughs> was really powerful for me as an educator, um, really realizing that STEM and STEM education, um, it really transcends all groups, all um, ethnic backgrounds, all levels of education. There were kids as young as four, 13 or 14 up to seniors in high school, and they were just there excited to share their ideas uh, on how to change the world. And it was powerful. Powerful moments with your students, being able to not only say, I want to change the world, but doing something to make sure that happens. That is the That's Conrad cool. Challenge, and it's happening right now. Check out all the information over at conradchallenge.com. And, and Ryan, you know, number one, you are obviously a very inspirational teacher, and you are doing everything you can to inspire a generation of students out there, not only in Colorado, but around the world. Congratulations for all your successes and congratulations for having that opportunity to, to, to really inspire your students to achieve their goals. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. And we want to know what you guys are doing this year. If you're looking for more information, check out all the great stuff over here on TeacherCast.net. Again, all the information for this is going to be over on TeacherCast podcast episode number 208. And you can also do a search for Conrad Challenge. We've actually done two podcasts now, one this year and one last year featuring Nancy Conrad, who tells us the whole history of the show. We're going to link that also in our show notes. So check that out today. If you are taking the Conrad Challenge, we would love to hear from you and we would love to to share your story so reach out reach out to us and invite yourself on the program we would love to have you back on the show at some point in time of course check out all the other great things that are happening on teacher cast every single monday we drop our ask the tech coach podcast the podcast for instructional technology coaches and if you're interested in bringing audio and video into your class don't forget you can go over to podcasting with students today and learn how you guys can bring amazing digital lessons into your classrooms well that wraps up this episode of the teacher cast podcast on behalf of Ryan and everybody here in the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students. You've been listening to the TeacherCast Educational Network, hosted by Jeff Bradbury. Please reach out to the show with all of your questions on Twitter at TeacherCast or online at www.teacherCast.net. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please take a moment to write a review in the App Store.